Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, a new patron and a new prompt at the same time. But before we get into that, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click on the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. And of course, if you want to follow us on social media, we are over on Twitter at Let's World Build. If you go on to come join our Discord and chat about the worlds you want built or the worlds you've already built or anime or anything else, Click on the link in the description of this episode for that. And if you, like our new patron, Alex, want to give us money for whatever reason, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can click on the Patreon link in this episode and just do that. You get all sorts of cool stuff, including a two-part episode, which Alex is taking advantage of. Uh, So on to that prompt, now that the shilling's out of the way. Uh, New patron, new prompt. The prompt is... We're still on Earth, mostly. Something we've yet to determine decided to play around with our planet like it was a computer game. Tenet 1. Never before seen, seemingly brand new swaths of terrain have been copy-pasted at random across the planet. Tenet 2. There are portals leading to other dimensions from which all matter of beasts and monsters can come through. And finally, number 3. Full magic has returned. It does not mesh well with tech. So very fun first time tenant uh, for a new patron, Alex. Again, a huge thank you to Alex. We very much appreciate it. I, I always want to say as well, of course, you don't have to be a patron uh, to, to give us a prompt, but it, you get the full double episode experience, which does help anyway. With all that out of the way, we finally get into the nitty-gritty. I'm excited about this world. I've got some interesting ideas already. So, Daniel, why don't you kick us off? Start us off with your tenet, sir. What have you got for us? Um, I'm going... Well, would you like me to situate the setting, or would you like me to talk about magic? Ooh, you know what? I'm going to say magic. I want to hear... Oh, magic sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe in magic, Daniel? Maybe as a person? It's a song. Oh, <laughs> never see. mind. Yeah. My music fr- began in 1998, remember? Well, this song, this song was from the 60s, so I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I don't listen I, to I stuff don't know prior to, to Garbage you. Version 2.0. Yeah. Um, uh, well, <laughs> then, that, okay, whatever. Get down to your tenant, Daniel. What is, what is, what's the magic all about? My tenant, so he said something about magic returning, um, and this this uh, is set on Earth. My tenant is magic is tapped into via technology or the internet. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. How does that how does that play exactly with the tenant that says that it doesn't like technology? Is it because that they it doesn't mesh well? Mesh well with technology. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah, curious. I don't know, but I'm a, but what I'm thinking the way you interface with magic is you have to actually use technology to do it. Mm. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. So maybe it's like a matter of like power conduits essentially. So it's like, Mm. this is like the only way that we know how to do it, use magic is through technology, but it's a poor conductor of magic or something Uh, like that. Yeah. Or or like conversion. Like it's prone to like messing up or prone to chaos or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can support that. I'm also thinking like it's uh, hackers, you know, are magicians because they know how to (laughs) interface with technology or maybe the way to the the way to model interfacing with it. The best way we know to do that is like through programming or through Mm. technological interfaces. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. So we got nerd magicians running around programming stuff. I mean, that's a redundant statement, Courtney, (laughs) but uh, so I I was thinking more like when you say white mage, black mage, that they're literally white hat and black hat, like hackers slash magicians, then something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. This, um, this actually flows in well to one of my tenets, uh, which is that 
the humans on Earth have been implanted with devices that allow for mm. like tracking their stats, essentially. And each device has a randomized chance of granting its human magical powers. Oh, no. so we're OK. Oh. So we're literally in we're going into an isekai here mm -hmm. and neither of you know what that is, really. And I'm very excited about this already. But that's dope. I, I really appreciate that. C could you explain it for for our listeners? No, fuck you. Not? If you don't know what an isekai is, Google it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, an isekai is a subtype of anime, which is basically a character becomes stuck in another world, whether through magic or portals or some technological mishap. And oftentimes what this plays out as in anime is I'm stuck in an MMORPG, a very famous one, Sword Art Online. It sucks, by the way. Don't watch it. Uh, but in SAO, uh, this character is like the best like he's the best at what he does in this video game and at a certain point and like everyone's kind of in these immersive suits and then they can't get out of the suits for whatever reason there's like this big technological breakdown so everyone's stuck in this isekai world where it's like that it, where if you die in the game you die in real life type thing this is um, a portal it's almost like the the opposite where it's like another world has invaded ours and like turned it into that kind of yeah. setting. Yeah. Yeah. This is like almost mm -hmm. reverse isekai type shit. Yeah. But with your stat tracking, that to me is like kind of interesting. So can, can you go over the last part of your tenant again, Courtney? I kind of got like isekai tunnel vision. So I like, I, <laughs> sure. I want to hear what you were saying about that. Um, the, the second part was that each device has a randomized chance of granting its human magical powers. Okay, so we're also getting into like an X-Men vibe where it's like, mm. oh man, I've got like the power to cast Fireball or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Well, okay. that works with Daniel's like kind of tech as a conduit for magic type. Yes, uh, yeah, type it setup. absolutely does. Yeah, I, I, I totally dig that. Okay, mm. uh, interesting. What's interesting is this isekai genre is seems to be an iteration of portal fantasy. Yeah. Um, you know, like Narnia and such. Uh, yeah, that that yeah. Is, that's kind of that. I would say that Narnia is like proto isekai. It is like <laughs> not an isekai necessarily, but it is like definitely has like it, it is an ancestor to the modern yeah. isekai. You know what it's I mean? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, this is not like an ideal segue, but I think that like with isekai again, like modern isekais are very often based in like video games or very centered around video game culture in a lot of ways. Uh, so this kind of works because it, okay, it doesn't at all. Let me be real, but let, let me explain this here. I was thinking when I saw copy pasting and like messing around with the world that, uh, it wasn't just that they created like copy pasting and stuff like that, that whatever happened to the earth, like they essentially took all of the, the cities in the world and took them and jumbled them up. Because in my mind, I'm thinking of when you're playing Civilization, especially like five or six, where you can just have like every wonder in like two cities. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking that there are basically now mega cities because they're like, oh, let's make all the cool things next to each other. So I want mega huge cities that have all been like condensed. So now it's you have like these metropolises where humanity like these are bastions of humanity, right? But mm -hmm. it's they've gotten all of the modern wonders all next to each other now. And like I, I'm thinking there's probably no more than six to eight of these cities. So imagine all the cool shit that we have in every city and every natural like wonder, put them all next to each other. And that is what I want for like the major regions in this world. So there's some sort of intentionality behind this, it seems like. Kind of because uh what I was considering is like, okay, if they're, if they're just copy pasting, like specifically copy pasting there, that implies intentionality, right? Like so then in my mind, when I hear copy pasting, I'm thinking games, I'm thinking mm -hmm. video games and like, okay, we're basically sib sixing this shit now and like mashing random until we hit something that we think is cool, but with the wonders already built. So it's like, okay, now the Eiffel tower is next to the uh, next to the Colosseum or like jutting up through the Colosseum or something like that. Uh, and these are all just mishmashes. And, and, you know, some might make sense and some might not. But I think that the juxtaposition would be kind of interesting. And I also just think it'd be fun because it's like, 
they're also going to be bastions of culture. It's going to be like, yeah, look at the monuments that we made and look at like the cool shit that we're capable of. It's also a matter of hope through this like troubled time. Right. Mm. I I like that idea. And like the images that it conjures up of, like you said, wonders being kind of mashed together. And it, it makes me picture like the alien or whatever they are developers, if you will, like, basically scanning over the earth and being like, oh, these things look cool. Why don't we, why, mm-hmm. why'd they build them so far apart? We should just put them right together yeah. and make this like main area essentially. Look, they've got so many pyramids, but different styles. They'd be lo- way cooler if we just put them <laughs> next to each other. So it's like Babylonian pyramid, mm-hmm. Giza next to like Chichen Itza. And it's like all next to each other. It's like, see, that's way more aesthetic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love it. I like the idea of intentionality because it also connects to the concept of a programmer behind this. Like if, mm-hmm. when I when I was thinking of copy pasting, you know, like um, I thought of something that being kind of random in the way it was written, but I like the idea of it being intentional because it seems like what you're saying, they're reorganizing the world then in yeah. a way or reprogramming mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, now that my tenant's pretty much over, Courtney, your segue to your tenant Oh my God. It was godlike. It was so good. Thank you. Thank that you. was an excellent segue to yours. Like, dear God, that's how Thank they should so work. <laughs> oh, fuck. I know that we mockingly called Chris the king of segues, but that's only because he was bad at them. That was a legit good segue. Thank you. Thank I appreciate it. Yeah. Anyway, I try. I try. Speaking of good segues, Daniel, we've got our first round of segues out of the way. Why don't you hit us with your second tenant? We can kind of figure out where to go from here. Well, I originally had a different tenant, but I think um, I want to change that and make it make a new tenant now. Hold on, hold on, um, hold on. Mm-hmm. So you have three tenants. You're now going to tell us all three tenants, and we're going to mash them all together. <laughs> we're going to make <laughs> that tenant, shit work. Tenant I had was you know generic enough that it seems to already be the case. So I want to go with this more fun tenant, which is more along the lines of, of technology and programming. Okay. What I want to say is that um, in the midst of this happening, there is essentially a Git repository of the original interface of the world or the original mm. configuration mm. of the world mm-hmm. that um, that is mutable, but it, it's a way to get back to how things were. Like it contains all the revisions that these aliens are making to the world, mm. like a record of it. I hate that actually um not conceptually i think conceptually it's very interesting Mm -hmm. but like i want to smash that button immediately and be like there is no going back motherfuckers like this is the world now like this is where we are you know um but man that that is really interesting because you're you're essentially turning on god mode at that point right like you're you're playing sim city and this is when you like drop in a bunch of monsters and a bunch of floods and disasters mm-hmm. all at once. I don't know if anyone else did this, but like, Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that, that's what it reminds me of. And it's like, okay, undo and start over, you know? Yeah. For, for those who are unfamiliar with a get, what a Git repository is, is imagine like True. a record yes. of everything you do and every change you make contains the state of the whole world. So if I, removed a tree it doesn't just contain that removal of a tree it contains the whole world minus that tree that's the state so every change these aliens make there's a branch with that whole state of the whole world in it that's what i'm suggesting Mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha oh okay so we're going back into infinite dimensions again it's but like more technological essentially yeah, I guess I guess like based on how this prompt describes making changes, it seems like if I wanted to go back to an earlier edit, I would have to like deploy whatever crazy 3D printing machinery exists that makes mm. the changes, I guess, mm. you know. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I imagine that you could like use it just for certain sections of the world too. Like if you decide to flood a city for fun and then realize like, oh, that was probably a bad idea, then you can like just select that city in particular and undo it. Yeah, then get there's options to make features where you're working on one little piece. Technically, it's it's still the whole world, but for our mm-hmm. purposes, it can certainly be restricted. Yeah. So does that mean that like, wh- wh- how well known is this thing then? Because if if natural disaster strikes, then I imagine that it's like suddenly it behooves everyone who was affected by that disaster to go back and undo it, right? 
I think only the aliens have this technology. Okay. Like it's part of their copy pasting technology because mm-hmm. it leaves open the door to humans, human magic programmers finding out about it mm-hmm. and then maybe wanting to get access to it. So you're thinking ahead to episode two where we need a main yes. quest line. Okay. Exactly. Understood. Gotcha. Courtney, for episode one, what are you thinking for your second tenant? <laughs> um, so it, it continues tying in with the like programming theme, sort of. Mine is that zones have been set up around the world for oh the aliens goodness. or you whatever are they are yep. to uh-huh. play in with humans in yep. their zones as NPCs or competitors, depending on the game type. Basically, mm-hmm. like each zone could be a different type of game. Um, for vibes, I'm thinking like Westworld, Predator, Battle Royale, actually a bit of Doom with those portals that he mm-hmm. mentioned in the in the prompt. So these monsters, like they're not even threatening at this point, right? That's kind of the conceit of this. I mean, I guess they could be depending on which which zone you end up in. Like maybe there is some like Battle Royale against Demon Zone or something mm-hmm. like that. Like. So maybe it's all dependent on luck and where you happen to be when the aliens decide to boot up a new game. Mm. Uh, and I'm also very much getting vibes of um, Rising of the Shield Hero, where it's like basically it's kind of what you're describing where, OK, um, there is a time limit. And at the end of this time limit, we're going to send a bunch of monsters at this area or send mm. them through this gate. And it's like kind of everyone's responsibility to make sure that they don't just fucking die. Right. It's like a a tower defense game, but actual. Yeah, but with no towers, it's just people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It also suggests experimentation on the part of the aliens. Like, Mm -hmm. what are they up to? It seems like they're using our world to run some Mm -hmm. sort of tests. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's really interesting, by the way, like there are three very strong tenets in this particular prompt and two of them are pretty much untouched because my second tenet revolves around the different or the the kind of interplay between magic and technology. I wanted to make sure that one wasn't obviously way more powerful than the other. And so I put a hard cap on that. I, I am literally limiting it to like, Technology and magic have the same uh, parity in terms of power. So a fireball exists, but it won't be more powerful than, say, like some kind of technology that already exists, like a grenade or a rocket launcher of something like that. And I want to equalize that in terms of availability as well. So you have access to um, shocking grasp, right? Your hand, zap. But then you also have the ability to use a fucking taser, zap, right? I want that to be equal. So they are, or or actually, you know what? I, I'm recognizing that with this tenant, it makes them less exciting or less interesting because it's like if everything's special, nothing special, right? Mm. So how do we? How do? So how would we reconcile with this kind of want and desire that I have? And still maintain it being really interesting. Well, we talked about like, I mean, one of the tenets that our patron provided was that full magic doesn't mesh well with tech. And we talked Mm. potentially about like a chaos element that magic could bring. So what if it's like a randomized factor? Like, yes, most of the time your shocking grasp will just be taser level, but there are times you'll you'll luck out and cause like some crazy Mm. chain lightning to occur. That's really cool. I'm also thinking that you kind of have to te- you have to spec into one or the other. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's like if they don't mesh well, it's not like you can have an AK or a shotgun and also be tossing fireballs, right? Or like maybe you can, but it's oh oh maybe that's what it is. Maybe you can have the parity between magic and technology, but it's like they kind of mute each other. So you can have both, but they're both less effective than if they were on their own. So you can go mm-hmm. full tech. And like all of a sudden it's way more effective, way more powerful, or you can go full magic and it's way more powerful, way more effective, or you can have a blend of the two. And like, they're kind of like half as powerful as they might be, but you have the diversity and stuff like that of, uh, of both available options. To take a step back. um, I don't know that we know exactly what magic does or is. Um, There's a suggestion that it has the power to rewrite the world in some way. Like, 
or I guess the copy pasting must be a function of that, right? So like, yeah, so like fundamentally, what is it? Because I, I, I totally, I like what you're saying, like technology is on par with it, right? That way we have a fighting chance. But like, what does it do that's fundamentally different? Like, so our technology takes, makes use of the laws of physics as they are, right? right? And controls our environment. And that's basically what a technology is. It's a way of controlling the environment. So what does magic do? I assume it would have to be opposite to that. It's be interesting. Potentially, but because of your first tenet, Daniel, we also have to recognize that we're using the same conduits as technology in a lot of these cases. So, you know, like if we're using the internet, it has a power source that is essentially technologically based, but we're also talking about it also being magic. So where Mm -hmm. does that, where is the, like the fracture point where it stops being tech and starts being magic? That's another question I think we have to think about as Mm -hmm. we consider this kind of broader question mm-hmm. yeah and to, to i guess to pile more questions onto that right if we go back to our friend cr rowenson we have to we have to answer the question like what does magic mean thematically and so for me traditionally magic it ha- introduces a sense of wonder or luminous mm-hmm. meaning it it defies logic and it defies reason that's what makes things magical mm-hmm. um i think cr rowenson would disagree with me because his, his opinion is more that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Rowitzen, is that um, <laughs> magic is in a sense um, kind of an advanced technology, I think at the end of the day. But from a narrative point of view, how I would view it from fantasy is that usually magic has this numinous quality to it mm-hmm. that defies reason. So going back to what you're saying, if technology is the interface for, for magic, I guess where the numinous can arise is in the effects. So while I might access the internet to activate my magic or to do something magical or with my technology, the effect should be something that's wonderment or that defies reason and breaks the rules. Mm. And maybe that's the mm. leg up that magic has over, you know, a technological weapon. So like, for example, then I don't think magic producing a fireball would be interesting. I think mm-hmm. instead magic should do something that defies reason. Whereas, you know, we launch a rocket, we expect an explosion, right? Right. And I think that's where we can lean into uh, Courtney's chaos factor a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think Clark, were he here, and Clark, you got to come out. You, like, this is why we need you on the show sometimes. So you can be like, <laughs> all right, here's how we fix this fuckers. And like, that's when you tell us stuff. But um, I think here is where what we're looking at is the axis of reliability. And I mm-hmm. think that's right. where we mm-hmm. want tech, like technology is the lawful or it's the axiomatic Very and reliable. magic can then represent the chaos, the, mm. the powers in the wonders of creation, but raw mm-hmm. and unfiltered. And that's like maybe, happy accidents, right? Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for example, but it also might explain why you can't filter it through technology because technology represents the axiom mm-hmm. and it, you cannot filter chaos through law in this particular way, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems like we're, we're using what we have at our disposal to interface with it. But mm-hmm. if the effects are chaotic, which is what Courtney's suggesting, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of takes us back to all this fun AI I've been playing with, the art AI stuff that generates random images. Holy like maybe, shit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe these aliens, like the way they work is they're not looking for a specific outcome. They're looking for the serendipitous outcome. Right. Mm. Like, so they're willing to fuck shit up until they get there. And that's what's frightening to us. Daniel, I think that you've I I really think that you've hit the nail on the head with how magic should work. Mm -hmm. You're giving what you want to happen, a series of prompts and then magic just happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's like you're like typing in prompts like very quickly. Uh Explosion, fiery uh you know like like conical (laughs) and it's like it's like maybe your mastery over magic becomes like you get better at like Mm -hmm. narrowing the prompts and like Uh becoming really good at it i think that's really fucking fun oh my god and and it would work with the programmers because they're realizing oh there's a chaotic undercurrent to this but we can guide it to some degree and so that's how we're going to use the magic we can't really directly Mm -hmm. control it but we can prompt it (laughs) yes yes oh that's that's brilliant i think that's a really fun way that we can fuck with this oh my goodness agreed Mm -hmm. i love that yeah and then there's a question of how are the aliens different like do they interface very differently with it i don't know yeah that's what i was wondering like Mm -hmm. is is this magic essentially 
alien technology that we just don't fully understand. It's like alien or whatever. And I keep thinking programmer, right? Like, because from what I'm seeing, there's no alien about this. It's like, we're literally in a simulation right now. Like, and so we are, we are living in a simulation and they are just fucking around. These are, these are this to me, there's nothing alien about what they're doing. I I'm picturing it as simply bored humans. I'm picturing it as like, actually like some other entity has arrived at earth Mm -hmm. and been like, this is a good testing ground for this stuff that I'm trying out. Let's like plant our roots here and like Mm -hmm. do some weird shit and see what Mm -hmm. happens. Like physically programming us is what you're saying, right? Like, it's not that we're a simulation. What you're saying is that they're using us as a means to program. That's, that's how I view it. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're sort of constructing this world for us so that they can Uh, observe us mm -hmm. like i think when when you like correct me if i'm wrong but when you hear copy paste you literally mean like we are reshaping a continent physically reshaping it it's Mm -hmm. just that the means of doing that is a form of programming yes yeah i'm now kind of approaching this as these aliens swing by and they're using our planet essentially as like a seeded like Yes. base right and yes. they're like, oh this yeah. has a lot of the things that i'm interested in kind of starting with but mm-hmm. let's change this 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 and this yeah. and then let's see what happens right yes exactly yeah. exactly it's like what if what if um i mean there's a term for this in science fiction and a sort of in science fact ish called computronium <laughs> which is like a form of a matter that is programmable Um, And so they're treating the world, the earth as computronium, you know, and they're Mm. programming with it, but there's ill effects because we live on the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, Hey, we're, we're still here. Um, (laughs) Maybe don't do this. Yeah. And they're like, we don't really care very much. Right. We are like little (laughs) ants to them basically. Look, you built these pyramids so far away from each other that you can't even compare them. So well, I'm going to fix with you. It makes you no sense. Why would, you, why would you do this? Right. And an episode do this gives us a lot of fuel because- we also know how to program. Maybe the aliens don't understand yeah. that. Like we're shitty at it, but <laughs> we also are scrappy, you know? So there's your mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what I was kind of thinking about as like, if the magic is essentially there, how they do technology, if like they are used to thinking in these terms of like prompts and just sort of yeah. throwing out thoughts, Ooh, but they've, yeah. they've refined it so much that it, that it is fully intentional on their end, mm. but we're just getting started. So we're like, uh, I don't know, like Fuck. ice. Uh, oh, uh. So, so like the reason that they're so powerful is that they've tapped into this, this magic and they're able, they're like basically one with the matrix. So they know yeah. how to completely replicate everything down to their whims. And mm. because we're only just getting to it, we're like still trying to figure out the prompts. We're like, Oh yes, God, we don't exactly. know what this is. They're yeah, very imaginative, kind of right? Like, yeah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. they think in metaphors, kind of like that Star Trek episode. I knew you were uh, going to bring up Star Trek. I <laughs> yeah. knew it. Like, okay, so like the episode where they talk in, in terms of mythologies, um, what is yeah. that? Um, I forget the name of the episode. It's the famous Arms episode. Arms wide open when, me- yeah. when Tanaka meets whatever the fuck. Yeah, I know you're <laughs> exactly. talking about. Yeah. I have a freaking sweatshirt with it. It's like meant to be like a concert, but it's, it's stupid. But anyway, like, maybe they think that way naturally, and that's why mm. they're really good at these prompts. Whereas we think more literally – and yeah. so, like, when mm. we start to create these problems and interface with the technology, we're like, okay, I want, like you were saying, like, I want a conical fireball that, you know, um, that creates heat. But really what they should be saying is the result, like the, the interpretive effect, like, mm-hmm. I want total destruction and despair. And so yeah. the aliens already think about that that way. And so when they prompt things, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Right. So we're focusing on, like, the, the sort of real concrete stuff they're focusing on the abstract the Mm -hmm. emotional the Mm -hmm. the intangible okay we've got like basically ai generated magic or like what we would like closely call you know like that's like how do we interpret it essentially Mm -hmm. but i love what's going on right now what if the aliens are an AI from an alien civilization that like went rogue they like gained singularity they're trying to terraform yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, themselves. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. I'm loving this. This. This is like already so much fun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like they okay. gener- That's why they think in generative terms. Like they. Mm-hmm. They don't have a concept mm-hmm. of a fixed um, identity in the mathematical sense. Yeah. Like they. They just think in terms of like properties being added together create outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Courtney, when you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. um. 
you know, like, oh, they're they're thinking of like just destruct. They're thinking of outcome rather, or maybe it was Daniel. I can't remember which. That's how bad my memory is. Um, <laughs> but it's like you know, like we are thinking of like the the direct. I imagine that hu- some humans would think that, but mm-hmm. because they're not specific enough, when they say like inflict pain or mm-hmm. like mass destruction. Like that's where you get like monkey paw type shit where it's like, I want this destruction. And like you, you focus that, but all of a sudden you're caught up in that because you are like, Oh wait, I forgot about that. I forgot that I need to make sure that I can aim it. Right. Because to them, it's like, yeah, I can give you that. That's no problem. Massive earthquake underneath your feet or something. Like directly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A simple example of this is I was trying to generate with one of these AI platforms, like a floating magical city. Right. But it interpreted that as floating in water. So I had to say no ocean, no sea, no water Mm. in order to get what I wanted to put it in the sky. So that's exactly what you're saying. Like it's Mm -hmm. too vague and open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And these aliens invite that because they don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because it's like, you should know better how to use this already. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's almost like interacting with a genie. Like you have to be super, super specific or they're Mm going to, dick you over basically <laughs> do whatever they want on the on the flip side it's also like oh look at the children like flailing around trying to use something they they shouldn't right it's like that that's mm-hmm. how i imagine the ai would approach humans using it. it's like you shouldn't be using this and it's obvious why you shouldn't look what you just did to that city you know like that type of thing <laughs> yeah yeah all right I have a bunch of questions about this setting already. We've nailed our tenets. I'm very excited already. But we have, uh, again, this is something that I find really intriguing, is that there are two uh, tenets that are essentially untouched here. And I think that we need to address them before we continue on, because we haven't talked about monsters slash beasts or the portals that they come out of. That's one tenet in and of its own. Um and we haven't talked about the brand new swaths of terrain copy pasted at random across the planet. So like, I mean, like we've, we vaguely touched upon that mm. and we vaguely touched upon the monsters, but I feel like we really, cause I don't feel like those are going to be brought up enough in factions that I feel comfortable leaving it to next episode. I feel like we need to address those two things now to really make sure that we flesh that shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had brought up like the potential for like portals and, monsters in like my sort the of zones, play right? zones yeah. like if there's like a doom type game mm-hmm. where like demons are bursting out of portals and stuff and i think there's also potential now for humans to open portals like if mm-hmm. they were to see a portal open and be like oh i could do that too since i have this magic power and it probably just horribly backfires but um i could see that going in a lot of different directions right What I would like to do, and and you're right, Courtney, you did mention that, but I want to make sure that we get real specific and get into that nitty gritty. I want to roll around in the mud and make sure that we know what we're doing here Mm -hmm. with those two tenets because they deserve our attention. I also think, I also think there's a, like, we, we're going to fall into the trap of rendering beasts and monsters that are what we imagine traditionally will be beasts and monsters, right? Mm-hmm. The tra- mm-hmm. tenant says there are portals leading to another dimension from which all manner of beasts and monsters can come through. I would love it if we can interpret beasts and monsters in a way that's unexpected. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like, for example, a way you could do that is instead of them being literal monsters and creatures, they could be nightmares. They could be mm-hmm. fears. Yeah. Like, I think it would be interesting if the way these other, um, maybe maybe because of the, the replication that's going on, the way that these aliens rewrite reality mm-hmm. creates tears in the fabric of reality mm-hmm. and lets these things through. And they're used to that, but it ravages, you know, our experience. And maybe mm-hmm. those monsters and beasts are not what we typically understand to be monsters and beasts. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So, so you're looking to hold on to the monstrous aspect. Is that what I'm yeah. hearing? Yeah. The monstrous okay. part. And it would make sense because the aliens think as we've established in an interpretive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, can I subvert it just a little bit more? Absolutely. Can I make it so like the monsters and beasts that come out of this are not uh, adversarial or antagonistic at all? Like, sure. I, I'm thinking that these things that are coming out are like actively seeking alliances. They're um. like, uh, I'm thinking like they're bartenders. Like it's, it's deep space <laughs> nine and the Ferengi are just hanging about and like doing cool uh-huh. shit. Right. Like, I, I think that'd be a much more interesting and fun way to kind of approach what we're dealing with. And obviously mm-hmm. there's going to be like, just like there's humans who are dicks, there's going to be monsters who are dicks. But yeah. like, I love the idea that 
like, oh yeah, that's that's um that's Gleepschmop. And like, yeah, I know that he has like seven mouths and he looks horrifying, but you know, he and I play cribbage on on Wednesdays. It's <laughs> a really nice thing, you know? Mm. Like that's the kind of like feeling that I evoke where you get the monstrous mm. where they look horrifying, but maybe there's some kind of congeniality that we can form, some camaraderie there. You can you can play with the word monstrous too. Like, what does mm-hmm. monstrous mean from the perspective of the aliens? My thought is that the very literal would be monstrous to them, the very fixed. Whereas to Ooh, us, yeah. we find monstrous if we look at an AI generated image and we consider it monstrous. It usually has like seventeen arms and eyeballs <laughs> in the wrong place and tentacles mm-hmm. because it's it's very vague and unusual. Mm-hmm. So maybe the monstrous then. Um, from the two perspectives has some weird point of view. So I don't know if maybe the monsters, are these monsters from the perspective of us? Or are they monsters from the perspective of the aliens? That's the question too. True. Or both. Both, all of the above, I think. Yeah, I think all of the mm-hmm. above, yeah. So then are these things like they come out and, you know, like are they of the same reality or are they from different realities? I love the idea that we're kind of playing close to the edge of the mundane where it's like, this is, the, you know, like we opened the gate to the eighth dimension and it's actually, they're just kind of like regular, like <laughs> kind of folks. Like I love that subversion where it's like every time you see a gate open, it's like some like, oh, like it's some Cthuloid Lovecraftian, you know, monstrous thing. Mm. But like, I'm I'm so much more interested in the idea of like trying to get to know those, those things. And like, and I mean that on like a more personal level. I love the idea of creating like bonds with those monstrous things in general. I think that's way more fun and interesting. So is there power then to fix reality in a way that frightens the aliens? Like, I I think that would be more frightening because it also prevents us from programming as humans. Like if a monster comes forth, whatever it is, it can like prevent um, the magic from happening because it it has a literal effect on the world. I I don't know. I was thinking like, what if these portals kind of, harken back to previous worlds that the mm-hmm. AI alien mm-hmm. things had oh. had been on and had beta tested essentially. We're definitely on the um, same wavelength here. Courtney. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. So yeah. it could be that the, the beings that are coming through, like have a better sense of how to deal with their magic uh. and like how to handle them as like an adversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, the so lost yeah, we might even look at them as like arch mages because they know mm. more about magic or how to deal with it. And they're like, ah, we're, we just have a lot of experience. Like we lost our maybe they're pilgrims from lost worlds or like <laughs> the burning vestiges. They're, they're stashed branches. They're oh, stashed yeah. branches. And yeah. You get yeah. The yeah, concept yeah. of a stash branch is, or stash is like when you go to make a change or branch off to make new changes, you've made a bunch of changes and you haven't saved them yet. So you mm-hmm. stash those changes someplace else to come back to later, but you, sometimes you never do. So they're just sitting in their repository with no history, <laughs> right? And then yeah. they come forth at some point later. They're like favorite toys from other branches. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like these AI things are like, I really liked him. I don't want him to die with this world. Let me just so move him to it. this new world over uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. you're given a second chance, right? And they're survivors and they're, there, there's this like wonderful panel. Kind of like genies yeah. then in their own respect. Yeah. How, how do you figure they're genies? So like, because you were saying they have like magical understanding of, um, of, of the way the world is reshaped, like, and genies get bottled up and they can grant certain mm. wishes and they're pernicious in their own way, you know? Right. But these things wouldn't necessarily be pernicious. These would just be sort of, I, I see them more as survivors and they mm-hmm. know magic only because this kind of scourge that's on our planet has already been previously afflicted on their planet. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally agree. Cause I think yeah. like when I say pernicious, I mean like they're pernicious because they have to survive and they have to outwit people who are really greedy. Cause if you think <laughs> of a genie, like they're not evil on purpose. They're enslaved to perform the whims of other idiots who summon them. Well, so over time they're like, well, fuck you. Fine. Mm-hmm. I'll do this. The sort mm-hmm. of the way you want, you know, like they have no choice. <laughs> well, that's why there's a range of gin in like traditional mythology. Right. There's like a Freedy and uh Nereid, I think is one of them mm-hmm. or no, that's the they anyway. have different attitudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think that like in that way, we would be opening up portals to genie realms in that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There would be that's like different I mean. attitudes. 
Maybe. Yeah, like some yeah. might be super friendly, some might be total assholes. Yeah, it's almost like the differing ways that people can react to trauma. Like mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. creatures or entities have reacted in different ways to mm-hmm. what they've experienced. Oh, and in some cases, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, they've like gone through it well. They've they've sort of kept mm-hmm. like who they are. And other times maybe they've sort of been consumed by this magic. And like Danny, you mentioned before, maybe what if it's like nightmares coming through? Like what if mm-hmm. that is you know, an entity that had been consumed by the magic and had like been literally converted into nightmares because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- I'm also thinking of like a survivor who's like, I saw the end of my world and I saw it coming. And frankly, like it's our own fault. You know, like mm. th- there's all sorts of really fascinating types of like mindsets and psychological profiles that you can create based on this concept. Yeah. And based on the idea of a second chance or even a third or fourth or fifth chance for some of these things, because we don't know how long or how far back that chain mm-hmm. goes for them. Yeah. Like accelerationists who are like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just fucking get it over with. Like we're going to find the perfect yeah. one eventually boys. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be good. That's really mm-hmm. fucking fascinating. I love that. Um, okay. We've got to get down into the terrain. Literally. We've got to get down into the mud because we've mm-hmm. got to figure out this terrain bit. How do we want to make this train interesting? How do we want to make this train unique? And what do we want to do with it? How, because it's a tenet. It has to be important to the world, obviously. How is it important to this world besides the fact that it's just copy pasted and like now is where uh, like the Midwest or some bumfuck nowhere places elsewhere, right? Like, okay, bam, we plop down this thing. What's different, interesting and new about it? Well, does they never be foreseen? Right. So that's what you're so like, what is us? I think is is the yeah. Kind of conceit, so right? so I'm picturing kind of similar to how these entities are coming through from previous worlds. What if they're also taking terrain that they liked from previous worlds and slapping yeah. it down, or like doing that sort of AI generated like we're going to smash together a bunch of terms from our previous worlds? Oh yeah, to see what happens here. And then that's when you get geometry that's like seriously fucked up. Or yeah. Like mountains yeah. that defy physics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I really love that. I, I I think the idea that you're creating artifacts from other branches, other worlds is really also really fun. I, I, I re, I'm really loving how all this is coming together. This is great. Mm-hmm. And it, it lends itself back to, to the serendipitous effect of, rendering like ai art that mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier like the the sense of the wonder and mysterious occurs because of the collision of random prompts that you didn't expect yeah. so yeah. the aliens bring from other renditions other edits they've made to other worlds unexpected things that we haven't seen because they're from other worlds yeah and what we can also do, tying it back to my original tenet they they've they've kind of already done that right where it's like imagine okay artwork or landscape with Eiffel Tower slash Colosseum slash Babylonian (laughs) Temple. But like we're talking with prompts that we're not able to conceive of Mm -hmm. with monuments that we don't know. Five-dimensional tesseract um, with (laughs) a blurb attached to a fisser dag. And then you're like, okay, well, I don't know what any of those are. Right. (laughs) And so you see like, oh, and maybe maybe even one of the these pilgrims from the the monsters from the leftovers like, hey, I remember that. You know, that was my (laughs) my home world's That was my blurb. Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. And so it's like, that'd be really cool. It, what you're also doing with that, because we, we're creating these weird AI generated monument valleys, sometimes literally, <laughs> is you're creating excellent adventure sites with that because they're mm. alien and unknown and it, they're literally alien, you know? Yeah. And that could be the zones that are where mm-hmm. my games take place. Or, or like instances, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, or you know, the dungeons and stuff like that. That would be really, really fun as mm-hmm. well. And maybe that's also why they moved all the monuments that they liked into specific areas because yes. they wanted like a canvas to work with that didn't mm-hmm. have all this cool stuff on it. Or what they're really doing is just preparing for when this world fails. They're <laughs> gathering up all their favorite oh, things so yeah. they can quickly save it in one chunk. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Hear me out here. Hear me out. What about these dungeons? They are literally generated on the fly, just like procedural games and procedural Uh, dungeons. So when you enter a particular landscape or monument, the layout's going to change every single time. Mm -hmm. 
That's cool. When you say dungeons, you mean these randomly copied landscape? Yeah. Well, so so here's what I'm thinking: is that these copy pasted areas might not be mappable. Right. Because mm. every time you walk into them or every time like you're experiencing them, it's procedurally generated. So you cannot like you're that monument or or maybe it's just re- relegated to certain zones, like kind of like the instances that we were talking about. So the landscape doesn't change. But as soon as you walk into this dungeon, as soon as you walk into this monument, as soon as you walk into this coliseum, that layout changes every time you walk into it. And it like there's something weird about how it warps around your perception. Yeah. Or it's like how with AI art, you like re-render the same version of something multiple times until you get the thing that you want. So maybe that's what the AI aliens are doing. Like they're they kind of keep seeing the spot and it's like it's not quite perfect yet. So they hit refresh. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's inside, they're like, fuck, what's going on with a Uh new? Yeah. With a new (laughs) keyword added. It's like, I don't remember that thing being here last time. Like, that's really cool. Like, wait, there's lava now. I like that explanation. (laughs) Yeah. Because that makes more sense of it. Yeah. 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 That's really fucking fun. That's dope. It's like, I real, you know, I loved this place right up until they added the giant monument, di- like of the dick statue. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think it's just kind of tasteless now, frankly. Takes but. takes away from the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we need overall to add to this is a reason why they've chosen a place with life and intelligence to do their edits to. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can go to like Neptune and do this and there's nobody there to be concerned. So I wonder if something about consciousness or intelligence mm-hmm. um, plays a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what I was thinking as you were saying that, Daniel, is that they like they have the the modality or that's not the word I'm looking for. I, I'm just thinking that they need the fuel, right? Like mm-hmm. they can go to these and to them mm-hmm. consciousness or life, uh, conscious life specifically is fuel and with and without if you go to a, a mars or if you go to a jupiter there's no conscious life so there's no fuel for them they're attracted to these sources of consciousness where they can then be like okay now we can kind of do what we need to do right mm-hmm. yeah like they mm-hmm. can replicate anything in the universe except for the randomness of how Ooh. conscious beings interact and react mm-hmm. to things uh, yes i like that a lot it, which is which would explain why they're also trying to usher them through the different portals Mm -hmm. and save them essentially because like this is a very rare resource and we don't want to waste it let's kind of keep pushing them through these portals continuously right yeah yeah Yeah. okay i feel like we're at a good place to do a recap of our tenets i think we've Mm -hmm. fucking nailed every single one but let's make sure by going back daniel you started us off today what was your first tenet that magic, the magic of the setting is tapped into via technology, like through, and, you know, through the internet. I feel like we've really developed that well. It's expanded yeah. and it's become really interesting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Courtney, your first tenant. Um, humans have been implanted with devices that allow for like tracking stats and mm-hmm. essentially and each device has a randomized chance of granting its human magic powers. I feel like yeah, that's... Really- dealt with that yeah yeah i feel like that's definitely something that we can dig into a little Mm -hmm. bit more um i feel like the more that we talk about this this is definitely granted by the ai or maybe these are just magic items that you find through kind of going through the instances as we keep calling Uh, like you're an adventurer gathering loot basically and this is like an artifact we're baking in the desire to adventure i feel like it's something we built to put into ourselves. I think if, I think it's something we built to put into ourselves because if, if, if consciousness is a factor here and how this works, maybe we need to like tap into like our pineal gland or whatever <laughs> in order to use the, to truly interface with this technology. And mm-hmm. I wonder if the thing you're talking about is like the device you have to mm-hmm. have and maybe it doesn't work on everybody. Like you're saying, like sometimes yeah. you're granted the powers and sometimes maybe it kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's some sort of alien thing. Technology. That- yeah, that humans have like tweaked a bit to mm-hmm. to make function in us, but it, like you said, it doesn't always work. Yeah, mm. interesting. And uh, w- but what I do like about this is that what we're talking about here feels like it's a a baked in hook mm-hmm. for to go adventuring. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. basically like a lit RPG kind of mm-hmm. thing oh, or like yeah, horrible ready player one ish like that sort don't of you evoke that name in my fucking dude this no, is a cool I, place god damn it i know it's like it's like ready player one if that it was, was cool. good yeah yeah 
mm. wasn't trash. If it wasn't complete mm-hmm. garbage fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think that we do need to spend a little bit of time uh, like with this. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are these things, are these implants, are they inheritable? Can you pick them up and use them as equipment? Or is it something that I implant this once and uh, it's done? It's as Daniel said, it's like I figure out if I get to be an X-Man or not or I die, right? I, I'm picturing it as something that's like implanted in you. But I imagine if you die, there's nothing stopping somebody else from trying to go for yours. Yeah. I like the latter. And then that's where a black market kind of kicks in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that it's dangerous and that way not everyone can be these kind of hackers and mm-hmm. yeah. create yeah. some limitations. Yeah. And then we can create overload. Where, so it's like, you know, like, so you can't just become a Christmas tree of like different <laughs> upgrades and stuff like that. You just die. It's like mm-hmm. there has to be a max limit because otherwise what's to prevent one really ri- What's to prevent Elon Musk from yeah. gathering all of the cool like tech in the world and putting and it would. in. I know that's why I bring it up specifically because you know he would. <laughs> He'd be out there murdering people, sticking these things oh, into yeah. himself. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe these um devices are curation. So like if there's like and then going back to the AI example, AI example, there's like a massive super data set that the aliens use. It's mm. incomprehensibly large. And we've taken chunks of it and we've made sub data sets and our devices tie to those data sets uh, yeah, in terms of yeah. like rendering stuff in the world. Ooh. And so like we, you know, when you, when you plug one into yourself, you have access to a certain data set of, yes. of, of reality, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, I was going to, I was going to think that exactly, Daniel. I was thinking that, uh, do you, do you remember our high fantasy game that we played in city of mists? Which one? The one that we just <laughs> played before I left. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how I had your character pick, I am the bearer of the word blank? Yeah, like a particular idea, right? Right. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that these like implants are like data sets that focus around a specific Thing. word or set mm-hmm. of words. It's like mm-hmm. a skill tree or class that you're being kind assigned. Of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I am, uh, I am the user of the word sentinel. I am the user right. of the word bastion. I am the user of the word fang. And mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden you like gain a weird skill set or like this kind of like ideal that you can use this magic faster as long as it's focused around that particular word or set of so your prompts yeah like have to interface because the, the data mm-hmm. you have to work with is like all rage related stuff so yeah you, you have to construct prompts that, that work with that i think that adding that kind of constr- like that kind of conceit would mm-hmm. force uh unique interactions and it would also force clever uses of the words and the data yeah. sets that you'd acquire mm-hmm. Yeah, because you want to work with other people who have them to expand your your ability to manipulate the whole of reality. Yeah, yes. or or create yeah. dope combos, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this is really cool. I love I love that this is kind of coming together. That said, I do now like the idea that maybe there is a threat of greed. Like maybe mm. having a couple or a bunch in you won't necessarily kill you, but there is a risk that it's going to fry you. So people mm. do take that risk and try to mm. become like way more powerful than they should be. I am the yeah. user of the word greed. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Uh, that's no, but I, in all seriousness, I do appreciate that. Like, I think that there is something to be said where we need to make sure that it doesn't become Christmas tree like, you know, where. Yeah. I mean, I but, think that just leaves the door open for like villains and that sort of conflict of like people trying mm-hmm. to hoard their power. Yeah. Especially if we set this in a time where it's like there hasn't been enough time to consolidate that power yet. Like we're mm-hmm. still or the the humans are still in the discovery phase of how all of this works. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a deep mystery that we can kind of uncover. Oh boy, this is, this is super fun. I'm, I'm really digging this. Um, my first tenant was, uh, the AI generated things have basically plucked all of the the best parts of all of the world as we have it. And they have combined them into massive mega cities. We've talked about this multiple times. I think it ties in thematically with kind of the world that we're creating. I feel mm-hmm. like that tenant is well and truly integrated. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think so. Awesome. Okay. Uh, back to Daniel. Daniel, your second tenant, sir. The fun one that you came up with. <laughs> My second tenant is that there is a, the AI have an underlying record of all their changes that is mm-hmm. immutable. 
And, and I feel like we've kind of done that by introducing the other worlds. Is that, mm-hmm. is that how we've integrated that? Yeah. And I think that can be used later for the factions because it can be exploited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with that as well. Okay. Do, is there anything, or are there any other questions or any other ways that we want to try and integrate this tenet? I think it prevents vulnerabilities for the aliens because yes. there's a single source of truth um, and it's supposedly immutable or incorruptible. That means we have to corrupt it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does suggest a source code, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It becomes a source code. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it is uh, again, Daniel setting us up for episode two. Much appreciated. Sir. <laughs> Nicely <laughs> done. Yep. Uh, and Courtney, your second tenant. Uh, mine was about the like zones or instances that have been set up around the world um, for these alien AI things to play in, and humans in those zones would be like the NPCs or competitors, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of game it is. Mm-hmm. Then each like area could be a different game type, like Doom or a Battle Royale or mm-hmm. what have you, Predator. I think that we've done a fairly decent job by like introducing the idea of the instances, like when mm-hmm. we kind of when we kind of made sure that we got the zones in correctly and having them be fragments of the previous realities. I feel like that's pretty well integrated. Um, the different genres though, the different game types, I think that is that something that we want to like drill down on, or is that something that we want to like, kind of like, yeah, we have it originally, but we don't not like, what are we thinking about that? I don't know. Like I was thinking that one option for next time is that our, instead of like a faction, we each create, one of these instances, but mm. I don't also don't want to like shoehorn us into that. Oh, that might be interesting yeah. because, uh, as it is right now, right? Like creating instances, we, I don't think we've ever really done like location creation outside of spending entire episodes towards it. And, and that was like way back when we were Forever still doing again. land of a yeah. thousand gods. Right. Mm-hmm. Daniel, how do you feel about this? I mean, I'm open to either of them. So, God, dude, you're so, you and your <laughs> slutty opinions, dude. I'm pro slut. You know I'll, this. I just but sometimes I'm to see where it goes. It, spoken like a true slut, by the way. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna roll the die, and then we're gonna figure that out. How about that? There you go. Sounds That's good. Fine. Let's do it. All right. Um, Daniel, I'm going to make you choose. Do you want odds or even to represent, uh, the faction? Even. All right. So if I roll even on this D 20, then we're going to come back with factions. If it's odd, we're going to be doing Courtney's idea where we create an instance, which also includes genre. So let's see what we got. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad I didn't roll that in a real game because that's a nat one, which means that (laughs) next episode, we're going to be rolling with an instance, which I think is okay, very cool. exciting. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, my second tenant. Uh, my second tenant was that kind of delineation between magic and technology. And I think we had a really great conversation about how that kind of splinters. I feel like that's well integrated. Is there anything else that we kind of needed to approach about that? Or I, I think that's pretty much done and dusted. I mean, if you're comfortable with it, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like we've we've covered that pretty well. Okay. All right. So we've got we we've gotten the recap done out of the way. Now, with our world semi-formed, we need to roll some dice and add a little more chaos. So what do we got here? Let's see what our twist is going to be for this world. Our twist for next episode. Now add in some undead. All right. Okay. Okay. That okay. sounds. Th- yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one, I think. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do some. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what? No, no. This is for next episode. <laughs> next episode. Okay. Uh, again, huge thank you to our new patron Alex for this brand new prompt. This is the first prompt that they've ever submitted. So a huge, huge thank you for that. Uh, if you're not already part of our Discord, I don't think you are. Come and let us know how it is. Uh, If you wanted to build a world just like Alex or have us build your world, just like Alex suggested, you can go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, click on the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. 
if you want to come and follow us on social media, we're on Twitter at Let's World Build. And if you want to come chat about this particular episode or anything in general, you can go to our Discord with a link for that in the description. And of course, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can always go to our Patreon and give us money where you can get sweet, sweet patron-only episodes, early episodes, a, a private discord with us that we, we do. It's, there's all sorts of cool stuff. Go to our Patreon, give us money if you can, or if you feel like it, that, that, that's it. That's pretty much it. With all that shilling out of the way, guess what? That's going to end this episode of world build with us. Remember that we love you very much. And we're going to get through this together until next week. Bye.